Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. Uh, I believe it's episode 284. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Lucy. Oh, don't you mean uh, Clark Kent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, what's your Clark Kent name? Clark Kent. Oh. All right, it was Juicy Loose. Oh, I guess it's 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 Clark Kent, and then it's Juicy Loose. Yes, that is my alter ego, Lucy. Yeah, Juicy Loose. Yeah. You see, I didn't think I was enough of a nerd, so I went and got glasses. Mm. Just to make sure. Yeah, just to make sure. Yeah, yeah. So no, no one can mistake it. Um, <laughs> and of course, we're joined by Adol. Hello, sir. Hello. Uh, yeah, we are now officially the uh, a real podcast because everyone has either glasses or a beard. Yay! The trifecta. That's it. Just wait until it's you lot been... get glasses and I get a yeah. beard. Just wait. Mm. <laughs> it's only been, what, 280, 90 episodes and we finally are a podcast. That's it. That's it. About six years in. So I give it another six years mm. and, yeah, glasses will be on the other sides, beards will be elsewhere. Um, stay tuned for the next six years to see how we evolve into different podcasts. God, I don't want to see myself in six years. The cameras will be off by then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll just have our own little animated avatars that, like, the the camera will automatically like mocap us, yep. and we'll be hip young. We can, we can do one of those ones where we're just those, um, you know, the the, the anime girls. Really, just three different okay. anime girls that people stick over the top of themselves. Oh instead gosh, of, uh, showing we'd get so many more subscribers if we were. <laughs> we're just chatting. <laughs> Let's open some beers. Do anime girls drink beers? I don't know. We do though. So we're going to open these up. these anime girls drink beer. <laughs> uh, Lucy, yes. Why don't we come to you first? What are you going to drink this evening? Yeah, I only have the one beer, which okay. is probably this week because. I think I'm ready for stout season, <laughs> and I, I didn't have any dark beers. I had so I still had so many saisons and like lagers left over for from uh, you know the summer, and it's just like I don't want those. Mm-hmm. So the uh, best one I could find in my little bit of stash is a beer from Attic Brew Co. Mm-hmm. Um, so representing here, Birmingham in the Midlands, and it is with. OD plus Moo, who apparently do handcrafted ice cream. Um, it is called Rich History, and it's a 7.4% Belgian double. So, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to Google this OD Moo, but yeah, I, lo- I love the I love the can art. You probably it's probably gonna be too hard to see, but it looks like it's a bit, it, bit bright. Yeah, it reminds me of. Uh, it looks like the what's it called? The essence in Hollow Knight. <coughs> So, if it, mm, it, okay. people mm. who've played all the night would uh, <laughs> like, oh, I know what that looks like. Everybody else is just like, shut up about Hollow Knight. So, yeah. Uh, that, that's what I'm drinking. Another week, another Hollow Knight mention. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take it off your list, everybody. Um, ah, yes, tanked up bingo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna open Grapefruit a beer. is the middle square. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna open a beer. Um, I've got a beer from Verdant this week. Mm. Um, starting off on something lighter. Um, it's called Remembering Things I Didn't Do. It's a West Coast IPA. It's 6%. It's got Columbus, Chinook, Simcoe, and Idaho 7 on the hot side, and then Idaho 7 and Simcoe on the cold side. Uh, I know it's got oats in. Barley and wheat doesn't tell me much more about the uh, malts or the yeast. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's a very awkward 
can art. Um, I mean, remembering things I didn't do makes it almost... Oh, God. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Is that my glasses? Because I'm not used to these. <laughs> or is the writing actually warped? <laughs> the writing is very, very warped, yes. Okay. Um, Adam, what are you going to open? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, it'll be this one, I think. It's the Noon Whistle uh, Cosmo Pale Ale by... Uh, sorry, Noon Whistle is the brewery. Mm. So it's a Cosmo Pale Ale by Noon Whistle. It is a... A light orange hue and a citrus nose from the Falconer Flight's hop make this balanced and crushable. Very nice. Yeah. That, that's a nice so can. We're, we're at Illinois. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's a nice, yeah. classy. Is that? I like the color blocking, but um, st- like st- inked on, on um, getting the, the mm-hmm. aluminum yeah. to be. Shiny, but actually still having like the white on top mm-hmm. and stuff. Doesn't it look Is that mm-hmm. three, three, five, five, five? Yeah, yeah. The North American silly cans. Hey, it's better than three, five. It's true. That's true. I suppose. Yeah. Just that little. Uh, that <laughs> Not enough is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that one extra slug yeah. you get while you're sipping. Um, <laughs> Lucy, we'll come back to you then for the attic. Uh, yeah, it looks like a double. It, the head. Um, before it dissipated, it was like about mm, one finger, uh, slightly brownish, very frothy, very bubbly head. But um, drinking it in my delirium glass, nice Christmas one. I, I saw Christmas di- uh, decorations up in Tesco already today, and I was just like, no. oh my God. yeah, it said stock up early. What happened to the Halloween rule? <laughs> Funny thing Does is, I didn't see Halloween? any Halloween thing. I think Halloween's over. It's over before it's even happened. They're Christmas now. Yeah, extraordinary. But, um... Well, that's good. At least at least we'll get out. There won't be any pumpkin beers. That's fine, then. I'm happy with that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had one. Because um, I don't like pumpkin anyway, but I don't think I've ever had pumpkin beer. I have. Hmm. Over in this country? Um, I've had good ones, um, which are... Canada. I've had, in Canada, the, there's a bit more nuance to them because they've been trying for a longer mm-hmm. time. Um, so there's like some understated ones, which like are like they evoke pumpkin spice without being like, "Hey, we put all the cardamom and nutmeg and cinnamon, etc., into a beer, and it tastes like mush." <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a, it's a, given mm-hmm. that I like I don't mind pumpkin spice as a thing but I much like it I like it in pumpkin pie uh-huh. I don't really like it that much in beverages and I don't like it like in my face so it's it's sort of a for me it's a hard a needle to thread yeah yeah um, Lucy how uh, mm. what's the beer like it's it's interesting I think I think um, the ice cream goes well with like the kind of double style you know because I'm thinking mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because it's been so long since I have a double. I don't think it is. Um, it's just like I, 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 I'm having difficulty uh, distinguishing. Okay, which which part of it is it that Belgian style, and which part of it is the ice cream? Which which isn't a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. I think it's like yeah, it goes really well with the style. It isn't something I would have considered because you're getting that sweetness, and I think that's from from the ice cream as well. But you are getting that like deep, rich, spicy, slightly bitter um, taste to from from like the double, and mm-hmm. it, it it like it, it makes it so it's not too overpowering that sweetness from the ice cream. Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to Google these OD Moo people. I wonder where they're from. I don't, don't recognise them in Birmingham. No, you'd, you'd, you'd yeah, imagine you'd... it was maybe local. Hmm, I would. Uh, but... y- yes, they're, they're, they're in Harborn in Birmingham. Okay. Yeah, handmade ice cream. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a really good collaboration. Um, I can I can feel the strength of it. It's quite I'm getting that warming sensation, so it's one mm. that I'll sip on slowly over time. Um, but yeah, as I said, you're getting like kind of a deep, rich, spicy kind of flavour to it. Um, and yeah, you got that bitterness, that nice bitterness at the end, just just tapering everything off. But um, yeah, yeah, it smells like a double. It looks like a double. I I, I don't you know don't think it's gonna yeah the, the fact that there's ice cream. And it's going to be like, you know, don't let that detract from you trying it because I think it works really well with the style, actually. So. Mm. Nice. Okay. Mm. Good. We rarely get attic beers down here in Bristol. Shame. Um, mm. I think I've Is seen them once. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Maybe. It was at mm. attic. No, maybe it was someone else. Last time um, oh, it was Glasshouse. It mm-hmm. wasn't Attic. Well, yeah, it was yeah. Glasshouse. I get them um, confused as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I live but again, it, it saw them down here once, picked up a couple from them, and then haven't seen them since. Mm. So, yeah. who knows? Who knows? We need we need someone to start bringing us down a big old van full of yeah. beers every couple of uh, every couple of months at the bottle shops and stuff. Uh, listeners, if you live in Birmingham or in Bristol and you fancy doing that, you could make a good business out of it. Crack yes. on, please. Do Hurry it. up. <laughs> Do it for us. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's got it's got um it's quite it's quite thin, which is which is interesting from a double mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh I mean, you can probably tell just by, by like how almost watery it looks um as I slosh it in the glass so yeah so it's not so I think that helps because it's like I feel like you know even that even with that little bit of sweetness it might have been a bit too heavy if it had that like thickness that um sometimes you might get from a from a double um mm-hmm. but yeah very light bodied very 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 watery very thin but it's like it carries through those flavors um quite well regardless so I think it's a good autumn beer good Mm. Nice, nice. Okay, good. Um, nice. Maybe one that's not quite an autumn beer, mm. uh, but is very delicious nonetheless. Uh, this this verdant, um, incredibly light nose. Like, like barely getting anything off that at all. A little bit of sweetness, but not much else. But in the flavour, the flavour is lovely. This is exactly what I want from a West Coast IPA. So because it's nice. A bit darker. It's it's more hazy than sort of a solid block, so you probably can't. We just sort of see uh, through that colour, um, but it's nice. It's giving me just that little hint of sweetness, a tiny touch of fruit at the beginning, and then it just jumps into those deeper, um, slightly danker flavours. So I'm getting this sort of hard to tell it's it's kind of like this burnt but not quite burnt it's this sort of sweet caramel which kind of uh, um it sort of bitters almost mm. as it uh, as it goes through because it's joined by this lovely pininess in there as well so it's a beer that starts with a very light touch of sweetness 
and then just bitters as it goes through and ends on this nice piney bitter note. Um, so it works through quite well. It's not doing much more than that, but I don't think it needs to. It's just mm. a really solid uh, beer. Um, mm. and kind of, you know, you were saying about the consistency of yours, Lucy. Mm-hmm. This this it, it sloshes around a little bit, but it does have that slight um, a kind of almost oiliness to it where right. it, it coats the tongue um, it's not it's not viscous it doesn't feel like it's got anything uh, um, kind of additional in there but it just has a just a bit more of a, of a medium body um, I think maybe that's you know it could be to do with the softness of the the, the water down there we always talk about the, the water quality with uh, with verdant it could be adding to that as well uh, um, so this is just a very well-made West Coast IPA, just just solid. Nice. Not not Good. doing a huge amount, or not really needing to, because it's just nailing um, those few flavours that flow through it. So it's going to go down incredibly easy. Um, so, Adol, was it was it Moon Whistle or Noon Whistle? Noon, 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 whistle. noon whistle. NWB Noon Whistle Brewing Company. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice and hazy, um, though you can see a shadow behind mm-hmm. it with the light shining through. So um, not not fully opaque, but you can see a nice creamy head poured really well. Uh, it's got a lovely lemony citrus on the nose mm-hmm. with a slight some a slight bitterness. Can't quite place. You know where what type of bitterness, but mm. really clean smelling, and a slightly like there's a slight floral that's sort of evening out that lemon citrus, making um, yeah, but oh, it's really nice. Um, that's a really good pale ale. It's five percent. I don't know if I said before. It's just the right amount of um. That creaminess uh, with with the alcohol level is giving a nice, really good mouth feel. Coats the ma- uh, the tongue and clings a bit to the sides of the mouth. Mm. And again, you're getting this um, really light lemony citrus and slightly floral um, sweetness. I want to say so a bit like it's like um, like orange blossom rather than oranges. Okay, makes sense. It's really clean. Uh, the only thing that really sticks around is that um, understated bitterness. I was sitting under the nose as well. But, um, yeah, it's so clean. And if anything, I would say almost a, the main taste is almost a little too quick because I keep reaching for mm-hmm. it. Uh, so I don't know how long this is going to last. Although I will say that as I've taken a few step, step, sips, um, I'm getting a lot more... That bitterness is developing a little more, so instead of just sort of being a like low level, ah, oh, yeah, it's got some bitter. There's some depth co- coming through. Not really piney. There's almost no resin in there. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm hoping this is, like the bitter finish is long, quite long. But again, it's it, maybe it'll develop a little more. But right now, what's really drawing me back to the beer is that initial taste. Is that sort of citrusy push um and it's 
doesn't linger at all, really. So um, I could easily see myself just accidentally ramming oh, through this. Okay. Um, <laughs> even though I'm taking small sips, like I'm not gulping. I only need a bit of a sip to get that hit of that citrus, to get that really nice, you know, it's a taste that opens up your mouth. You feel, like, refreshed. I would almost say, um, Lucy, you said yours was more like an autumnal beer. This is, like... Late summer or early spring, I feel like. Like, it's either the... It's just, a, like, the seasons are about to change, mm-hmm. but you're still living with um, the heat. So it doesn't quite match the dreary week we've been having mm. in Bristol. Uh, that's kind of nice as well. And then it's not it's not like a tropical IPA in the middle of, a, like, a storm where you're like, these are good flavors, but boy, does this, like, not fit well with the world I'm in. This still kind of does. It's, it's like, a, uh, it's not autumnal, but... It's close enough. I think it, it works, uh, and I think again because it's nice and clean, but not too in your face. It can you can still sip it as it's pale ale. Like, you know, I'm I'm inside and cozy, and it's not too cold in my room, so that's fine. But if it was like a few weeks from now, where you know the radiator barely works sometimes, and you're <laughs> wanting to put a blanket on, but the show must go on, then something like this might feel a little too summery. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think in the moment it's it's quite good. Book. Oh, amazing! Ooh, amazing! Basically. About, um, like, as I say, uh, it says, The Beer Lover's Guide to the Seasons. Mm-hmm. Johnny why... Garrett from yes. Craft Beer Channel. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just, he described it as, oh, okay, this is why we drink, prefer these beers at this time of the year, you know, whoever gets oh. a nice hop harvest and, mm-hmm. you know, the aged beers and stuff like that. So, yeah, that'll be an interesting read. So. Nice. It's on, it's on my, uh, my mum asked me for a, a small <laughs> list of things I'd like for my birthday uh, in, a, in next month, and uh, that was sort of top of it. Yes. So yes. yeah, yeah, looking we forward can, to getting that. We can do a little tanked up beer, beer book club. Book club, <laughs> beer club, <laughs> absolutely. Ah, uh, maybe I'll ask for that for my birthday, Ooh. which is soon. Very soon. Yeah. Mm. Uh, one might say six days. <gasps> I think it's in my calendar. Um, yeah, I, I actually found some flavor text uh, with this uh, early moon one, so if Ooh. you don't mind and no, humor me. Never. Um, it says, we were inspired by Odie and Moo's new brown sugar and vanilla bean ice cream to produce a beer pairing. The addition of the dark muscovado sugar complements the classic Dubel flavors of dried fruits and treacle with a little peppery Belgian yeast character and noble hop spice. Uh, best enjoyed as a beer float with a ball of Odie and Moo on top. I don't think I'm that adventurous to do that. <laughs> um, move over and be stout. Doubles on the new coolest drink in town. Oh. Mm. Okay. Okay. I Good mean, words. Yeah, they are because, you know, I was hoping I had a Imperial stout, but it's like, this is all I had. And I won't say it all, it, 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 it you know, replaces Imperial Stout, because I was looking at some today, and it was just like, so many of them, it's just like, I remember when it was like 9, 8%, brewers are just gone mad now, it's like 12 or or, or nothing, it's like, I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> but yeah, so, it's Stout season for me now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, that's fair, yeah. I'm, but yeah, I'm going to lean into that for the second half. Of the uh, of the oh. episode, um, mm. courtesy of, of Adol actually for when he dropped around 
um, at the oh, yeah. weekend. He brought um, brought me a beer over, so that is uh, going That's to be my second. But we can a we good can come guest. To that one later. Yes, <laughs> we'll come to that one later. Lucy, why don't we continue mm-hmm. with you uh, okay. and jump into games? Yeah, haven't played much. Um, the game I have played is called Vitriol, which is on iOS. I, I'm not sure if it's on Android. I have the press kit up here. But it's made by Charlene Putney and Martin Pilschmer. I hope I'm pronouncing your names correctly. Um, it only came out last week, so the 1st of October. Um, publisher is Broken Rules, who uh, did Old Man's Journey. And mm-hmm. they also did... Oh gosh, what's that really good other iOS game that I played from the... Um, bear with me. I'll click on the... Oh, they've done a lot. ELO, which was um, E-L-O-H, which mm. is also on iOS. And it's it's like this really cool rhythmic puzzle game. Um but yeah, I've enjoyed everything that I've played from them that I've played on on iOS and um Vitriol's another good fit because it's did did either of you play Device Six from like Simogo? Um Guys who did like Year Walk and It sounds familiar. Yeah, it's it's at this point it's very old. Gosh, when did that come out? Probably <laughs> at least six years ago, maybe? Oh, wow. Device 6. I mean, maybe. 2013. Jeez. Oh, I, I fu- that's pre-tanked up. <laughs> yeah, I, fu- I fully recommend you lot play that, because, gosh, it must be pennies uh, these days. But mm. um, What was it called again? Device 6. Um, I'm opening up a tab. Yeah. Uh, Go play that game. It's, it's very, it's very good. But um, yeah, Vitriol sort of got a, it's got a similar kind of weird aesthetic where it's like, okay, you, the setting of this game is like, you're in this weird, like, kind of Orwellian dystopian kind of regime, um, and. It's all about manipulating words and letters, so ostensibly it's it, it's it's a word puzzle game. Um, mm-hmm. Very prescient for our times, I think. Mm. I mean, always is, always will be. <laughs> it may not be nineteen eighty four, but Jesus, um, might as well be. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to describe how you actually manipulate the letters. So maybe go watch a trailer, because uh, I'll probably butcher it, but. You're basically you're basically reading through this this very short story, um, these little excerpts from these little this very short story. It's very well written. Um, I was hoping by the end of the end of the game you could just like read the story from start to finish because each each one of the game's chapters is like a little portion of the story, and it's broken up by these puzzles and it's like sometimes when you're solving these puzzles it might take you i don't know five ten minutes to to actually get the solution so it's like you know it's portioned out like that and i was really hoping by the end of the game it's like okay i want to just read this story all the way through Mm. but it didn't offer it which is a bit of a shame um Mm. maybe it's something that could be you know just added in at the end like in a patch or something or an update but um 
yeah so basically you're 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 manipulating the the actual letters of this you know in, in of these words so say in say in a very early example um you're in fact you know what it might just be easier for me to like read <laughs> an excerpt from it <laughs> so uh show and tell children which uh lucy should have prepared for earlier and that would have been much easier <laughs> Prepared um, for. I mean, yeah, when you ah, do that kind of stuff. That is very true. This is tank stuff, and if you don't know, if you're new here, God help you. <laughs> we we haven't <laughs> been doing it for 284 episodes. We're not about to start now. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me get something up. But yeah, you're basically rewording things um, using the uh, like. Um, wordplay just to make different you know, using current letters and current words just to make different ones and like um, fill in the rest of the um, uh, the phrase the paragraph It sounds very such. similar to something I think we've all played a couple of years ago and that, mm-hmm. that, again another one where there was sort of light puzzle elements to it and it would mm-hmm. bring up a little kind of you know some some text for the story after mm-hmm. each of them, but it didn't always bring it up because you might not have completed the oh, words yeah. in the correct way. Mm. You put the wrong words in and things like that. I cannot remember what that was, but yeah. it sounds very similar to that, just in the yeah. way that it's kind of laid out and and, and plays through rather than specific mm-hmm. kind of um, mechanics. Yeah, the good thing about vitriol is is that the these are very curated, so it's not like okay, we're just scrolling through a dif- dictionary. It's like, okay, the word that you, they want is, you know, you know, it follows through with the, with, with the, with the story. So, for example, there's, there's one page in, um, I'm looking at here. It says, the road swished into a uh, nightmare river, time to, and there's like four blanks for the word that you have to fill in. And in the letter, in the word swished, um, there's three letters that are like highlighted: the S, the W, and the I. So, mm-hmm. presumably, you could, first f- first thing to do is work out: okay, what could this next word be? And I think, you know, half of the puzzle is working out: okay, how how does this how does this you know um, paragraph flow well? How does the story flow well? How am I? Which word does it specifically want? And obviously, it's giving you the clue by highlighting the words SWN, and it's going to be swim. And so you're basically taking the letters away from swished, and then creating swim. You're trying to get another letter, which in this case is from nightmare, um, and then pushing that into the into the part where it wants swim. And the the puzzle element comes from the fact that whenever you take letters away from a word those letters remaining still have to make a word it's mm-hmm. it's not like you mm. can you know um if i was to take say the r away from road oad is not a word so it's like right. i'm having to work out how i can you know make a word you know with the with the letters remaining and not have it mess up the puzzle because it it literally won't let you drag the word over so in the case of swished if you take the SWI, it still spells shed, still a word. So it's like, right. 
Um, but yeah, that, that's the kind of overview of the puzzles that you're having to do. You're having to move move around these letters, you know, um, incorporate them with other words to get these other letters and move those around. And it's quite clever. It's, um, at some points, I was like, oh my god, I'm stuck. But it, but it was because I was thinking it, because usually the, the, the solution was... It was there. It was like we we've provided you with the solution, and it's like you're probably overthinking it if you're spending more than five, ten minutes mm. on it. Um, but yeah, it was an interest interesting way to to use. I I love my word puzzle games, and there's a dime a dozen on like iOS especially. So this was actually a novel way of you know incorpor you know incorporating language, using language to. To solve puzzles, to to, to you know um, continue prose and stuff like that. So so I, so I really enjoyed it. Um, it's mm. not long. I think there's about maybe seven chapters. Um, probably probably around ten puzzles each. So you know if, if you're not as dumb as me, I'm sure you could uh, complete it in about you know um, an hour or so. I think it took, probably took me ninety minutes to two hours or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I think I I wish they had done more. I think it's because I'm probably equating it to Device Six. It has a it sort of has a the same aesthetic where yes, you are in this like kind of dystopian world. I think Device Six is more kind of noirish kind of um, uh, aesthetic. But this is it's similar, and it's like I wish they had gone deeper on like the kind of um, you know, it, I wish there was more trickery on like the page, and there was. I wish there was more, you know, mechanics incorporating. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm in, to to show me that I'm in like this Orwellian world. It's like probably, you know, freedom of speech and writing and you know communication is probably at a premium. I, I wish sure. I wish they had done a little bit more to convey that rather than the this story, which is kind of doled out. And I wish I could just read that all the way through. Um, there are elements where it's like, okay, it offers you the opportunity to, like, you know, have some agency over it, where it's like, okay, I'm picking a code word, and it's like I can either choose wolf or lion or, or I don't know, crow or whatever it is, and it's like, okay, I, I chose wolf. I don't think that changes the story in any way, but it's nice to have that kind of agency and stuff. Just have but, a little feel about it. Yeah, mm. yeah. But, um, yeah, I wish it had... Uh, Got a, you know, just gone a bit more into like kind of, um, you know, using use using the words, using the letters, using the the the, the kind of um, prose and how it's how it's displayed on the page and everything like that, just to create a bit more intrigue and a bit more, mm. um, mm. you know, uh, just just get through that kind of state of, you know, uncertainty and, and like unrest and. Um, oppression um, mm -hmm. through the just not through the story, but also through a few more mechanics and stuff like that. So, did you did you sit there and, and play it in one session? Uh, two sessions. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it, you could probably play it in one session for sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, the only knock, real knock against the game is that like, I wish you could just read that story all the way through again um, because yeah. it's really, really, really beautifully written and to to um, Obviously, I think the story was written first, and it was like, okay, we'll decide which, which letters and um, which which uh, 
which words we're going to incorporate into the puzzles, but mm. it, it just works so well where it's like, oh, it feels like it, it's the reverse, where it's like, we're writing a story around this, around these puzzles, and it just, you know, it's very cohesive in that sense, but um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just wish they had done more of like, with like the, um, is it typography, is that the right word? Mm-hmm. That right? Yes. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, is that, is that to do with mountains or <laughs> just like no? Topography. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> I'm tired, but <laughs> yeah. So it's just like I, I wish I wish they had done a bit more. But um, interesting game. It's on it's on iOS. Um, not sure about Android. I, I did try to search for uh, it on I mean, Android, but mm-hmm. my internet has just dropped off my phone. So no. Never mind. I can not find it out for me. The... Device six never came out on anything oh, but iOS. No. So Maybe I'm wondering why. if that's just their platform. Mm, okay. Um, Stuff. Of choice. That's the word I'm looking yes. for. Yes. Fact sheet. Platform stuff. Talking about, you know, talking about a game like words all about words. Yeah, we're, just we're, full of, we're full of the right ones, aren't we? Yeah. Mm. Uh, vitriol's just on the App Store so, mm-hmm. currently. So, But yeah, recommend recommend checking it out. It's... Um, it's 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 an interesting one. Interesting, if you, if you're looking for something that you know word puzzle game that does something slightly different, then uh, yeah, go check that one. Was it through Apple Arcade? No, no. Okay. Um, it would make a great Apple Arcade game, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I'm just saying that because it's like, oh, that'd be a great Switch game. That would be a great Game Pass game. Just give yeah. me all these games in a subscription. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, yeah. Um, interesting game. Mm-hmm. Nice. But yeah, please just update it so I can just read that story again because it, 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 it's it's beautifully written. Mm. Yeah, nice little. It's probably like this the length of a novella. So yeah, it's it's a like... shame to not be able to return to mm. it and, and and experience it kind of uh, um, as one full story. You could go back to it again and play through it. Uh, again to kind of experience that but still when it's broken up mm. like that it's it's yeah. not and and you're spending time to do these puzzles and move these letters and all of that sort of stuff around that takes away from the experience of the yeah, story absolutely. whilst it's an interactive ish kind of story um as you say it'd be great just to be able to go back and be like right I understood what was going on. I did this, but maybe I didn't take this in. Let me see what that was about mm-hmm. and be yeah. able to experience it again. So, yeah, because yeah, it it makes sense, that, you know, conceptually that it's like yes, this is, you know, this this story doled out. As I said, you know, like communication is probably at a premium. It's like, you know, can't just write free flowing prose in an oppressive society and stuff like that. So, so as I say, conceptually it makes sense, but it would just be nice if we could just, yeah, read it because. It's got it's got a nice ending as well. So mm. um, the last couple couple lines. So yeah, it's really interesting. Okay, um, check cool. it out. Nice, nice. vitriol. Yeah, and re- one last thing. Really nice presentation around it. Like just just how um, you know the, you're basically reading through this book, and like each chapter's got this you know really interesting like Renaissance painting uh, chapter art. <laughs> nice. Um, it has these like uh, sound effects. I can't believe I didn't mention this. It has these, you know, sound effects. So it's like 
um, say going back to the page about the the, the the swelling river, it's like you hear like uh, the sound of the current, or like when it's pouring with rain, you hear the hear the hear the you know the raindrops and stuff like that. So it's play it with headphones. It's it's really effective mm. um, and just adds to the experience. So yeah, and that's it. Awesome. No, good. Good. <laughs> uh, it, it seems like a nice little experience. You know, if you've got a week of uh, having been busy and not having done sort of uh, getting too much kind of gaming time in, it's nice to just yeah. have that one little experience rather than what I've been doing is again another week of me jumping between, you know, Kenna or Kina and Deathloop and Sable and, and trying to just the games. eke a little bit of each of those um, some more. So, yeah, nice to have just that one tight, yeah. well done experience. So. Yeah, it, it fit really well into my. Uh last week or so so mm. perfect good um well it, it kind of leads me quite nicely into maybe just a little bit of a death loop chat um because we didn't talk about it last week uh, but i have mm-hmm. i've got i mean i've got tons of thoughts on death loop um but i'm still maybe like 15 16 hours into it um when i wrote my little piece um which I put up on the site yeah. not last week, week before maybe. I I had hit maybe sort of ten hours in, and you know that was all about how it kind of respects my time. That you can you can jump into each of the sort of the maps at different times of day and just play maybe like twenty minutes or something. And it's nice to be able to sort of fit that in. Um, but for those who are unfamiliar, which I don't imagine is anyone, because Deathloop has been everywhere. Everyone has been mm. talking about it. Everyone's made a video or, or done something. Yeah. yeah, it's it's it's. It's had some very good praise, um, but it's, I, I'm so glad for Arcane. You know mm. that they've got a win. I mean, it, it could be. You know, mm. it seems like it's top of everyone's tongue for like game of the year, which would be fantastic. Yeah, it's definitely up there for uh, for most of the industry. I would think. I'm still, again, I'm not quite. I mean, it, it probably will be there or thereabouts for me. Um, mm-hmm. Having not finished it yet, I want to see how it all unfolds because whilst it's kind of a first person shooter or like play your way kind of stealth or shooter sort of a game um, it's not like Arcane's previous games uh, Dishonored uh, and those sorts of things where you are just running through a level you hit the end you go into the next one um, this has as it is called death loop it has a loop and what you're trying to do is, as Cole, kill all of the visionaries in one day. A day mm. is split up into four sections, morning, noon, afternoon, and evening. Um, there are four maps as well. So you can do a full day of basically hitting each map kind of once in a time frame. And it's very much a puzzle game in that you are going into each map in each in a, in a session not necessarily having to kill the visionary that's there but understanding things getting more information knowing the moves that you can potentially make at different times of day in different areas to get the visionary out of that map get them into another one at a different time of day you know, you're constantly collecting information in each of these runs 
Um, and it's not like it's not a roguelike game uh, um, as such. Yes, your kind of progress resets at the end of each day, and you start that day loop again. But you have all of that extra information. You know that actually, if I was to go here in the morning and disrupt what's going on, that will make this visionary then appear somewhere else during the day, potentially with another one. So you can get two of them mm. in one sort of map. You might get one of them in the morning. And so it's this idea around it that you have to kind of get that perfect day that you know that you can go here, do these things, then go here and hit these things, then go here and hit these things, and then go to the last sort of whichever final map is in the evening and do that last kind of bit and hit all eight of those visionaries through the day. Um, so it's 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 unfolding for me quite nicely. Um, I know from some of the chats we've had in the Discord with Steph that it hasn't yeah. maybe hit quite as well because for then it feels a little too puzzly uh, like yeah. you you don't have that agency almost um, but I kind of I'm coming from it from the other way and I think it's maybe because mm -hmm. I'm playing in these small chunks like right I'll just go into this map and play for like 20 minutes I'll uncover some secrets I'll understand what's going on I'll get some new information I'll see who's there at this type of time of day oh I've not been to this map uh, during the afternoon I'll go there and see what's happening and there's a, there's a nice sort of overview um where it, it kind of threads these and it says this happens this person's here this person's here you could yeah. do this and disrupt that so you can keep track of some of these things um, and it, it's presented and, and, and allows you to understand that very well also um, and I think that's what keeps me coming back to it you know it, it's that kind of yeah. I'll just I'll just eke a little bit out of this I'll just get that next little clue to how I can get this visionary who is by themselves only in this one place only at this time of the day there's got to be another way to get them there will be something I can unlock or something I can do which might push them somewhere else and that's mm -hmm. intriguing to me yeah. to understand yeah. that puzzle to know what I can, can do um, that is all kind of sat nicely on top of just a very competent game mm -hmm. um the, the, the stealth, the um, the idea that you can slink through one of these maps, you can hack stuff, you can just get your machete out and sort of stealth kill people, you can go through this, and that's how I first started playing the game, trying to be super stealthy, really cautious, like I don't know this map, I don't know who's around the corner, I don't know what's going on, I took a little bit more time in these things, whereas now I'm going into areas, and I'm like, right, I've been here before, there's an enemy here, 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 and here. That's kind of where they start off at this time of day in this map. Pick out my long-range gun, pop, 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 take them out, run across here, jump through this window, do this. And it's evolving more. As I'm understanding these maps and understanding where people are and all those kinds of things, I'm feeling more confident. I'm getting much more action-y with it to then be like, ooh, I've come at a different time of day. So there's a whole new area unlocked. I'll go back to being a little bit stealthy and kind of, good, you know, but but it, it, it still gives you the tools that if stuff goes sideways, you can kind of blast your way out of it, run away and hide, mm -hmm. and then 
go back to being stealthy again if you need to it, it doesn't kind of it doesn't really make you pick either of those options there's no uh, negative to going in all guns blazing apart from running out of ammo and there being tons of enemies yeah. um, and it's, it, it just it feels really good to play as well and I, I, I jumped back in it this morning mm-hmm. after about a week without having played it um, and it's so familiar in how it plays you know it's got that that very easy sort of shooter language that first person shooter kind of language to it with extra little bits in terms of the stealth kind of mechanics you know, not it's only a couple of button presses that you understand that that's kind of what will crouch you down how you pull your machete out instead and those kinds of things it's got a very familiar language which just allows you to jump straight back into it as well so i'm really really enjoying it um that's good yeah. But it definitely it, it, it does, and, and there's so many people who I've read who have said, "Yeah, play like five hours, get into it, play the first five hours," and and you know because there's a few things that kind of happen in the first five hours, abilities that you get to help you in the loop and those kinds of things. And I can see why people would say that's the mm. best sort of first place to be, but actually, my first run with it was maybe thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and then the next time well, I played it was you're, perhaps you're an hour. You're bad at games. So. that's it it was it was too tense for me i I couldn't play it i was too bad i had to put it down and go somewhere else um now i'm just i just i'm enjoying the the intrigue of everything exploring a map to to death and finding all of the bits all of the notes that are everywhere uncovering all of these clues understanding the paths of the sort of the visionaries where they'll be and stuff so mm, very much enjoying it I think it's it's kind of one of those games that I'll like plug away at very slowly, probably, rather than me going like eh, saying that I've been playing Kina and Sable and this. I don't see myself with any of those games sort of sitting there like, right, I will just play Sable now until I have finished it and I won't touch any of them because all of them are intriguing and interesting enough that... I want to kind of experience each of them continuously. So it's like, right, mm. don't just, you know, and I, I played an hour of Sable today. Brilliant. Great. I can wait a few more days to get back into Sable. And again, all, all three, Kina, Sable, Deathloop, they all have a familiar enough language that taking a break from them or playing something else isn't detrimental to the game. You don't have to come back and figure out what I'm doing. You know exactly, as soon as you load into Sable, you're like, yeah, this is how it works. As soon as you get into Deathloop, yeah, this is how it works. As soon as you get into Kina, this is how it works. And, and, and Kina is uh, one which introduces you to different abilities and things very slowly, whereas Deathloop and Sable are, here is how to play it. This is it. Everything up front, this is what you do. But you can kind of do things at your own pace. So I, I think I'll continue along with those three games, just plug in yeah, a little yeah. hour, half an hour away from sort of each of them, based on you know my circumstance and, and situation, when I can be in front of the telly, or when I can be in, in front of the PC when I'm not working kind of thing. That almost determines what I'm going to play. Uh, yeah. and, and, and at the moment, I kind of, uh, this morning, um, 
I was actually going to stream uh, Lemnus Gate, um, which is that mm-hmm. new first-person shooter with a time loop. Again, you do stuff in 25-second time frames, and then that will play out, and you kind of stack these times. But it crashed on me a couple of times. Mm. Three game pass. Uh, but, good. But no, it wasn't. So I thought, well, it's lunch... I opened up Deathloop. I thought, do I just stream an hour of Deathloop? I'm like, no, because if I'm streaming, it feels just, you know, uh, I'm playing something like Deathloop. I don't want to have to feel a bit more performative with it. I don't want to have to be like, everyone's here to see those big explosions and me going nuts and being all actiony, because that's not how I want to play the game. You're you're literally just uh, looking around a corner for like 20 minutes 20 to make minutes, sure that yeah. guard is yeah. move forward a meter have another <laughs> yeah. look just poke around hack the sensors so it doesn't see me but still sneak around the corner a little bit um, it, 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 I mean in, in a way it kind of does remind me of Hitman mm-hmm. but in a, it's a completely different game plays in yeah. a completely different way but it, it has that feel to it, you want to understand what's going on. You want to know those paths. You want to understand the layout of the map to know where you can go, where you can be, how you can get that kill. Um, so it has a similar kind of vibe, but it just feels a little bit more. Even though Hitman's like assassination simulator, it's free. You can kind of do what you want. Deathloop almost feels maybe a bit more fluid in mm-hmm. what you're allowed to do. Um, so yeah, I've really yeah, kind of, it's. Uh, it, I've definitely seen the two school uh, schools of thought from both you and and Steph, where mm. it's people are like, oh yeah, this is an immersive sim, and it's like I I can choose my my way of play and you know run to run even, um, and I've also seen like oh yes, but late game in order to beat the game you have to do these things in a very rigid kind of way um, I think that's basically <clears throat> what Steph is saying yeah I've definitely heard from like podcast people are either camp A or camp B so so, so it's interesting I, I think overall just, just having this game and having you, you know something where it is just like that immersive sim but it's like it's more guided it's more taught mm-hmm. um, because you know those games can be uh, you know a bit daunting um, yes it's, it's an interesting well, it's obviously not an experiment. They spent several years of their lives making it, but it's it, it's it's great to have something that has such a different design mm. in the space. So, yeah, I, I'll 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 check it out next year because, as I say, like I'm not too convinced to 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 buy it because I don't buy games anymore. But anyway, <laughs> it's just like I'm <laughs> I'm not convinced enough to buy it, even if it is game of the year. It's like I don't know how I'm gonna react. I could react yes. like Ben and absolutely love it, or I could react like like Steph and be, you know, a bit on the fence with it. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, definitely one I'll check out. Um I'm I'm just hoping people will go back to Prey. <laughs> yeah. You know, and try absolutely. That. Um it- Completely uh, different game. If, exactly, exactly. It'd be interesting to see whether people vibe more with, you know, if they're not familiar with arcane stuff, whether they vibe more than with Prey or with mm-hmm. Dishonored. Because yeah. it feels much more Dishonored, mm-hmm. but not in mm. the way that it's structured. In mm-hmm. terms of how it plays, it feels a little bit more kind of Dishonored. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to I wanna, I wanna finish it. I want to get through it. So... I know how I feel about that final 
bit, you know, yeah. do I yeah. feel that it was too rigid at the end, that it, there was only that one solution, or do I feel like even if there is one solution, has the game done enough to make me feel clever to get to it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I've uncovered all these clues, I've manipulated these visionaries to get them into places by understanding this and doing this and, uh, you know, hitting A, hitting B, yeah. hitting C, hitting D, and then it pays off in this kind of way. So I think that's going to be the, um, you know, that, that that final run where you do mm-hmm. get everything, if you're not killed during it and have to start, you know, the day again and, and, and try and do all of those steps once again um, yeah. but yeah it'd be interesting to see how it makes me feel whether it makes me feel very very clever or mm-hmm. just like I've <laughs> you know like it's a corridor shooter and I have just done the things it wants me to do so. yeah yeah right uh, it'll be interesting but yeah people go go play Prey because when I played it I was I was like okay this game is very good but it's not great but the kind of environmental storytelling in that game is like second to none. Mm. It's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah. Make well, I guess Prey is Prey Two, really. But uh, <laughs> make Prey Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, very different game. But, yeah, very different mm. game. We'll probably hate it all the same, uh, whether you like <laughs> <laughs> definitely or not. But it's just like. Yeah, it's. Um, no clip did a documentary on it uh, recently. Yes. And, um, yeah, it just takes me back to how excellent that space was. Um, uh, that 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 kind of. Uh, I don't even know what it is. That it's like that. It is a literal space station. But yes. I don't even know how to describe yeah. it. It's like kind of like sixties Art Deco kind of mm. weird. Mm. They, they've lent into they've lent into that as well. Like they obviously like their, uh, um, you know, kind of decking out spaces mm-hmm. in very, mm, very kind of themed, timely very of that, that yes, time yeah. Frame they, that they, so for again, this. like Deathloop leans into that seventies feel mm-hmm. massively um, from the uh, from the furniture to the to the sort of the announcements to what people are wearing that kind mm-hmm. of stuff it's very late 60s leaning into the 70s and it's it, some of the stuff that's really grabbed me has mm-hmm. been how the spaces are designed you know just standing in a room and seeing one of those like floating step staircases that everyone mm-hmm. in the 70s wanted and being like, yeah, this this feels. Actually, it's not just down to sort of the set dressing. It's the actual way that the spaces are laid out as well. And I did once I've kind of played a little bit more. I was thinking that I'd love to kind of get into one of these maps, kind of kill everybody, and then just be able to explore it and wander around and look at the details, see how these spaces are kind of designed and how everything sort of flows around it and stuff so yeah it, it, it's yeah. it's very intriguing in in how it's been laid out and and put together uh, i mean prior to bethesda's acquisition mm-hmm. which is you know actually a good thing that like people like arcane will 
be around for many years more, yes. regardless of how their games sell. To be honest, this seems to be a hit, so that's that's grand, and like that would have nothing to do with like Microsoft. But it's like, say if this was an absolute bust, <laughs> you'd fear for fear for Arcane. Mm. Um, they could have just been mm-hmm. like, okay, we 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 are a um, support studio who just makes environments for people. And yes. Level designers. And it's just like, yeah, just just make get them to make every you know you know every three D game or open world game or whatever. Just say, I want a room to tell a story. Get get these guys on the job because yeah, completely. Yeah, half of them will be doing that, and the other half of them will just be making up res versions of Skyrim assets, <laughs> just for whichever the next release is going to be for for that when it's on the PS six and Skyrim. just you know, yeah. just on Xbox <laughs> Cloud forever more. Um, mm. I I was. Uh, uh, you mean Xbox Cloud three sixty S? I was thinking about firing that game up, so <laughs> which I always Skyrim? yeah, I always I always want to. It's like don't don't go down I, that hole. It's a game I have started several times. I've never gone more than five hours <laughs> into that game. It's it's, it's except a if I'm game. and then like ha- the longest time I spent with it was when I was fucking about with mods to make it look pretty <laughs> and or make Thomas the Tank Engine instead of um, <laughs> dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know why, but it never like grabbed me the story. Yeah, I was the same. I was exactly. I don't the same. know why it grabbed me. To be honest, you mm. know, it's not my kind of game. I no, but I, RPG. It, it, it's in Texas. I loved mm. Oblivion. I, I, I mm. thought Oblivion was great. Really enjoyed that. And then I watched my brother play a little bit of Skyrim, and I'm like, no, not for me. I don't, I don't mm. want to play this. I, I think I started. Uh, you know, create a character and all that sort of stuff. And I'm just like, oh, this isn't this isn't for me. I'm not not for. Well, there has to be one person on earth who hasn't played Skyrim, and that's you. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Um, you've, you've survived. I say yes. <laughs> I don't own it twenty times on every single possible device. Um, what 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 I find interesting as well though is you look at um, Fallout and Skyrim. And those kinds of games, and how the modding community has kind of come up. You don't get that with like the arcane games. I don't think I've ever seen like that's true. You know, yeah. uh, um, dishonored, modded, or anything like that. I wonder whether they've just Maybe gone. No, it's not that mm, kind of game. We're not going to just perfect. Support, as it is. <laughs> we're not going to support that kind of thing. Whereas they've gone. Yeah, you can make Macho Man Randy Savage death claws in Fallout. Yeah, no, yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Dress them in yeah, bonnets or something like that. It's a weird one. Maybe maybe it's the their engine is um, mm. you know less malleable, or maybe it's just that open world draw of like Fallout and Skyrim and stuff. Yeah, I mean, the Forgotten City is literally mm. a mod from Skyrim. Um, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Cool. Um, let's move on to second beers. Let's open some more beers up. Um, uh, Lucy, you only had the one this evening, didn't you? Yeah, I might. I don't think. I think I'm done after this. That's fair. I'm good. Cool. I then am going to open up an Imperial Stout. (gasps) Uh, Not any Imperial Stout. An Imperial Mole Stout. It's Superman's big sister uh, from Pomona Island. One of the. It looks like an Easter Island head on it. Um, It's 11%. Um, till I drank this Imperial Mole Stout, I thought I knew the answers. I thought a blend of ancho, mulatto, and uh, pasilla chilies and cacao nibs was all a body needs. 
It wouldn't be surprising nowadays. Well, maybe some coffee in there as well. Maybe that's all the body needs. Uh, no, that's all I need to survive. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is pretty much everything. Doesn't give me any information on what's in it apart from the allergens, barley, oats, and wheat. Um, but yeah, eleven percent. So I shall yeah, crack you've been, that open. You've been cranking out those Pomonas, haven't you? Recently. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, can't say I blame you. They're good. They're so good. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> um, Adol, what are you going to be drinking next? Uh, I am drinking a missing glass. Oh, there it is. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Coffee Friends. It's a coffee American brown ale. Mm-hmm. Um, this collaboration beer from Beg Isle and Temperance has a nutty caramel malt character with coffee added to round it all out. It reminds us how well coffee and beer go together, but also that they're best shared with friends. Temperance and Temperance and Beguile and beer and coffee equals coffee friends. Five point six percent, three hundred fifty five mils, and it's another Chicago, Illinois beer. Nice. Um th- these beers yeah. are they beer fifty two beers? They are, yeah. Um, nice classy oh, can. Okay, I wouldn't. Yeah. Someone, I thought you might have brought it back or something, but um, no, I just beer fifty two nice this this month Chicago. is Illinois, which is good. Yeah, because I'm really... always thinking about canceling it, and this was actually quite a nice surprise. Yeah, well, it's been a while since you've had. Um, we've had non-European mm. beers. Not from in the yeah, box. And it's, not a you know area of uh, America that's usually showcased, or at least I don't know much about the beer scene in Chicago. Yeah, looks nice. A nice brown. I mean, this uh, again is like it's black. It's just it's just pure uh, oh, black. Uh, nice brown. Oh, wow. Really frothy head. Uh, it was super carbonated as I poured it. Um, uh, the, the the can as well. Like I can't quite tell whether they've gone for a slight. Uh, um, it's, again, the can isn't the the color on that background isn't black. It's it almost got a tint of blue in there. Yeah, it looks Dark quite blue in the yeah. light on the yeah. camera. But it works quite well with you know the the, the pink pops as such, especially when you have a, a very similar can with the verdant as well. But mm. yeah, just side by side them. <laughs> You can see the verdant is black yes. with very light pink, whereas the Pomona is kind of definitely dark, dark navy, navy yeah. super dark navy mm-hmm. with more popping pink. I, I think out of I've not drank the Pomona, but in terms of what I'm picking up off the shelf, it's probably the Pomona. Um, not that we get too much into the um, into the art these days on the cans because we know how. Uh, um, how wrong we can be by just picking up nice can art. <laughs> um, I will say that the illustration is by Mech Meco Miko Design M E I C O Design. I think they probably do all of their cans because they're all very very similar. Um, yes, yes. But the beer itself, yes, super super black in color, nice brown head, super carbonated. Ooh, ooh, that's a nice mm. nose. A little bit of coffee. Mm. Or is it more of a yeah, roasted, jealous. more of a roasted kind of chocolate on there? 
I'm jealous of your beer. Mm. So I could do with an imperial. Oh, see, when you when you go to the bottle shop next, Lucy, and you want to pick up those imperial stouts, uh, yeah. I'll taste it and I'll just like burn my face off, and you'll know to stay away from it. Um, it's got a lovely nose. You can definitely get those chilies in that nose as well. They don't come through too harsh. They just sort of sit at the back, you know, kind of. How kind of chilies when you have a sort of like jalapenos or something or, or even like olives where it's got mm. that kind of very drying sort of uh, taste to it and just sucks the um, yeah. the saliva from your mouth. The nose almost feels like that. It feels incredibly dry. Um, so, ooh, ooh, ooh. okay, that's a, that's a good, that's a good. So, the cacao nibs are, are, are kicking in instantly, and nice. you have this nice, sweet, chocolatey sort of start. Um, it feels like then mm. it doesn't say there's uh, um, milk or anything or lactose in this, but it feels like it's just got a little bit of a creaminess to it as well, just a little sweetness. From uh, from that, which feels almost like a milk stout, um, but it then has the, um, the 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 just the right level of varying degrees of chili in this for me. It's not too hot. It's not sat on my tongue. It doesn't last too long. It's just giving you a little hit of that mm-hmm. uh, mm. of that sort of spice that that little hit of heat. But that's kind of it. It doesn't outstay its welcome. Take a bigger nice swig that... to see what happens. You kind of get this nice sort of tingle on the tongue from it. And then all of that flavour kind of just goes... And just instantly dries. It's, it's it, it, it just sucks it straight out of you. And you are left then with those sweeter notes in there. It does. It absolutely has this Imperial Mole style. But I can absolutely see them mm. calling this... Uh, like a chili milk stout or something instead because it does it very Mm. much feels like that it has that sweetness it has that smooth creaminess to it but it just has that touch just that touch of heat um, and and a massive drying out I can't remember what chilies it said Uh, ancho mulatto and pasilla Mm -hmm. it it does it does it take too much of that like moisture out, like that drying effect though? Because sometimes, yeah, I mean, I don't know how hard it is to get that balance of chili, chili right, where it's like, am I just drinking chili, <laughs> or am I, you know, is this still a beer where the where the, where the spice and the heat just complements it? Um, sometimes it can be a bit. I guess it's a fine line where they just overstep it, and it's just too too. Too distracting. Yeah. Too I think they've. I think they've gone the kind of opposite way, and they maybe they've underdone the chilies. Oh, okay. A little bit. Right, so it's yeah. not. Leaning, I'd rather that yeah, than the other way. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it is a stout. It's absolutely a stout. Mm-hmm. It tastes like a stout. It feels like a stout. It feels like a milk stout, as I've said. But then mm. with the, that hint 
of those chilies in there. You're getting the flavor of them. You're getting that drying effect from it as well. You're getting a touch of heat on the tongue uh, too. But they don't stick around too much. It's not all-encompassing. It doesn't take it over. I remember some of the, the, the sort of the chili stouts that we've had where they have that hit of heat to them. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I want to drink my beer because <laughs> I'm a little bit on fire and I'm dried out so much. <laughs> I know as soon as I drink it, mm. it's just going to yeah. happen again. Whereas this yeah. is incredibly pleasant. It's a That's very good. easy, easy beer. Because I remember there was a Magic Rock Mole beer where it was like yes. they went too far in like the the, the, the spice direction. So so that so that yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I'm jealous. Mm, mm. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah look for great. it. Look for it next time you're out and about. I will, and look at the uh, the hole burning in my pocket for for, 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 <laughs> for how much that probably cost you. So. <laughs> I don't think it was. I don't know. I don't think it was much. Actually, I I, I do have to sling you some uh, money, Adol, um, for for bringing beers and, and and covering dinner on Saturday night as well. Um, but I don't know. But I, I, I think the Pomona's in the um, bottle shop where you went were probably around six to seven quid, something like that, maybe. Yeah, less. I think. Okay. So Bristol is. Um... A tax haven, by the sounds of it. So. Mm. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Adam, how is Coffee Friends? So you can see it looks oh. kind of like a, a brown not ale. too heavy coffee. It's it's very oh. pale for, for a coffee. Um, I mean, it is a brown ale, right? Oh, it's it is not, a brown usually ale. Usually we see okay. coffee. Yeah, usually we see coffees with porters and stouts. Mm. This is a coffee American brown ale, which is a very mm. weird set of words. <laughs> oh, so I'm gonna. Are yeah. You, are you gonna do I it? I remember you reading that. No. But I, I think I just just immediately associated. Oh, yeah, this is a stout. Mm. Yeah, because <laughs> why wouldn't it be a stout, right? Um, and so yeah, it's uh, the it had a really frothy head on. Um, on pour, but it's dissipated almost nothing. Uh, there's like barely any on top. It's got a nice um, f- sort of toffee type sweetness, toffee malty sweetness on the nose. Um, again, another clean beer. I wonder if that's the water in, in mm. Illinois, in Chicago. Because um, is it like is it, it's near the like Great Lakes, like is it like near Irie? It's, or it's on like it's on Lake so Michigan, isn't it? I think. Eerie. Lake Michigan, yep, yeah. I believe so. So, so um, yeah, that would be good water. <laughs> one would hope, yeah. So it's um as a pale ale again, I'm not used to such a light mouthfeel. Mm. With these sort of multi coffee burnt um notes. It's quite there's quite a lot of burnt malt. I'm getting a little bit of sweetness on the back end. Yeah. Um Sort of like a layer of sweetness, and underneath is this like steady burnt malt coffee. Um, less cacao nib and more diner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you snob. It's less. <laughs> Me? Beverages? Snobbery? 
Um, I think it's also just because those those multi notes are quite burnt, so it does just remind me of like something like you don't get this in in this country, but like coffee that's been sitting on the like an, a coffee that's been filtered into an urn mm. that's been sitting on the percolator and it's kind of mm-hmm. burnt on the bottom, and so it gets a, just a touch of acrid burntness there, ever so slightly. Mostly, just it's it's mostly it's not the acridity; it's it's just the sort of it's quite heavy burnt coffee notes. Um, and it's such a light texture, and the beer is quite light because it's a, it's a brown ale. That I, I think I'm just noticing that a little more, and so it feels, like I said, more diner. It feels more. Oh yeah, this is this is having a coffee, right? Um, the same coffee you have uh, at the picnic where you crack a beer because it's the sun and everyone has a truck. <laughs> <laughs> What those, what those, like it's not, it's not a fancy coffee in the states. Tailgate. tailgate, yeah, yeah, but you don't drink coffee at a tailgate. Just drink, you drink just beers on the back of the truck. Broski. Um, mm. America sounds alright. <laughs> mm. I mean, it's good. I don't want to. I'm. I don't, don't want to feel like I'm underselling it. Um, it's good. I like the sweetness that comes with the brown ale. I like the lightness. Now that I'm gonna need a little used to that burnt taste i'm getting a little more of the ale coming through it's it's still a bit of a shock to my system because it's like here's this ale but also here's some burnt more malty undertones but again they're, they're maybe that's what it is, is is that burnt taste is more isn't accompanied by what i'm used to which is sort of like the like a bunch of malty things that come with like a, a mm. stout um instead there's just like ah, it's a burnt taste it, it's this coffee taste there's a slight maltiness but it's really the malty part is really not there and i think i think it the burnt maybe just because of what i'm used to but like that burnt malty coffee sorry that burnt coffee taste really does get smoothed out by malt um and with this we just don't have as much of that because it's mm-hmm. a brown ale yeah. but you do on the other hand have a little more like a little more of that Sweet, slightly nuttiness from the brown ale. Is there any like earthiness to it? That's the sort of thing I usually associate with like brown mm. ales. Yeah, a little mm. bit. Um, yeah, I guess that's so that's going with the nuttiness. Mm. Um, obviously, it's like like not like peanut nuttiness, but yeah, there's just um, and that's giving me much more. I think that's why it's dinery because it's giving me much more like a not a strong, you know, go to coffee and beer in Bristol and you get this fancy single pour fruity note coffee um you're getting like a coffee and actually the the earthiness and the slight sweetness that's coming off of the brown ale is giving it a bit more of a like i said like like you you go to the diner or like the tim hortons and you get like a coffee with some sugar in it whatever like you know a regular coffee that people have in the office or whatever that it's lean it's much more of that coffee taste and it's just it's actually now that i've gotten used to it quite good uh, in that, like at, at replicating that feeling and that taste, um, I just wasn't expecting it because you don't ever really get that in coffee beers. You get you, everyone, you know, usually is looking for, hey, I'm a craft brewery. Here's some craft coffee. Mm. Let's try and smash them together. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Nice. I mean, yeah, the lightness is really growing on me. Um, being able to get those, those those hits without sort of the heaviness, like the can't believe I'm saying this. Like, uh, you know, I, it's uh, usually I'm like, because it's obviously like you know, we've had a few of those like four percent stouts lately, mm-hmm. like an oatmeal stout or a milk stout, and it's been like ah, oof, just not quite there. And this is like 
obviously even less so. It's not thick. It's not heavy. Yeah. It's, it's you know it is five point six percent. I think. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's helping giving helping it have some sort of thickness of texture, given that it's heavier flavors like a coffee uh, on a light lighter type of beer. That's good because yeah, you. I remember you had a period where you just had like porter after porter, and it's like not many of them did you know like this had that like kind of stout like uh, um, mm-hmm. feeling to them so it's like it's good that yeah wouldn't have thought that. That, that's why I was like oh it's a stout but it's like no brown ale um, mm-hmm. brown ale. Oh, it's, it's, it's been good. a while since any of us had a brown ale I think yeah. as well so it's, it's nice to see the people are still still doing cracking them out I'm sure we'll start to see I, I enjoy them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I Again, did very much dependent. Uh, brown ales feel like this nice autumn, early autumn Absolutely. kind of beer as well. Uh, um, whether that's just mm-hmm. because of our, you know, tastes and things, rather than, uh, you know, read Johnny Garrett's book and see what he says. Whether it's an actual <laughs> season <laughs> kind of thing to produce, or whether it just feels like the weather's turned. You start mm. to lean into those deeper beers a little bit. You know, everyone goes to their yeah. brown elves or their their rye IPAs to start the kind of the autumn season before they get into their stouts and pours mm-hmm. to take you mm-hmm. through the winter. Um, you know, it's the perceived notion that certain beers as well suit certain seasons, perhaps. But you know, when we do the book club, or we've all just read it at least, we'll, we'll know a little bit more. Mm. <laughs> Well, uh, that'll be good night reading, but I'll probably just fall asleep immediately. Like I had a, mm. <laughs> I, I just I, I just laid down in bed earlier, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna get one article, you know, put this these articles on to get read back to me. Um, I don't think I made it through the first two minutes before I was asleep. So <laughs> perfect, nice, <Yeah. laughs> nice. Um. Good. It Let's... may have to be daytime reading. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need rather when you're than, f- freshly woken up. Bed, isn't it? The problem is it's being in bed. Like, if you sat at the if you sat at the Hush office now. chair, it's a little bit of a different feel to it, isn't it? It's harder to kind of slouch back and just catch some yeah. Z's when you. I mean, so this is the problem with being in this room, right? Because it's like chair, couch, <coughs> yep, bed. Um, and so it's it's very easy to be like, I'll just maybe grab the laptop and sit uh-huh. on the. Well, if I'm going to sit on the couch, I might as well just lie in the bed. It's even more comfy. <laughs> that is the couch same, never gets yeah. used. It's always yeah. hops right over. Same. Yeah, but that's why this uh, this chair, this secret labs chair, no, no ad here. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I need it's to like think about getting that. straight up. Uh, you know, perfect angle. Um, just. Yeah, because otherwise it gets even slightly mm-hmm. reclined. It's like, okay, I'm just going to roll into bed now. Yeah, I need, <laughs> to, get this I need to get onto Secret Labs. I'm going to email them just because. Yeah, their, their prices are going up soon. Yeah, so. and you can hear my chair like. It, it, I mean, just, just falling apart. Like the... I, I mean, it's it's so worth it. It just it just feels like. Uh, you don't get saddle ass every day <laughs> just sitting on a bad <laughs> chair. It's like you just melt into it. And you don't even. You, you, it, 
it's something you won't even think of. Yeah, it's more um, for me. It's, mm. it's absolutely. I've I've hit that age where back support is key, yes, yeah. crucial. Yeah. yeah, whether it's secret labs or yeah. not. Yeah, just just getting that um, yes um, for everyone listening this wasn't a sponsored bit we're not we're not no, quite there yet I wish um, it was yeah hopefully <laughs> at some point we, we, we <laughs> give us a month maybe it will be um, <laughs> mm, I'll send some emails um, yeah. perfect let's jump into our final uh, section then Adol we will come to you to round out our episode what do you want to chat about this week uh, the, the game I streamed mm. last mm. weekend because of timing it was before the episode or after the episode we recorded before i streamed those are the words i'm trying to say i know i said them poorly um deal with it um yeah and it's a it's a lovely um a lovely little uh adventure game yeah, I'd call it a adventure yeah game. narrative adventure so yeah, sorry. Teacup is a short and wholesome narrative adventure game with a focus on exploration and non-linear progression. You play as the titular Teacup, a shy and introverted young frog mm. who loves drinking tea and reading. The day before she is to host a tea party at her house, she realizes she's completely out of tea mm. and thus must venture into the woods around her to find the herbs she needs to restock her pantry. It's probably 90 minutes. I streamed yeah. it for about just over two hours because streaming, you yeah. know... Reading all the things out loud, etc. Um, it's adorable. Yeah. It's. I think it is. Yeah, I think Lucy, you might have mentioned this did, either yeah. on air or off. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, uh, that it's last, last episode. Yep. Yeah, briefly yeah. touched on it. Yeah. Yeah, that it's like it, I think it's like the ideal either a kid who's never like a young you know, kid who's not played video games much or is just trying like getting into them, never played an adventure game because like. There's no real controls. Like, there's no hidden objects in this. It's you walk in front, and then a, a icon appears, and you know you can hit the interact button. Yeah. There is literally um, a hidden object, like mini game. But as you say, you're not pixel hunting yeah. for, or combining inventory yeah. or anything like that. So, yeah. And all, yeah, like you said, all the puzzles are like very like you interact with someone, and they're like, oh, I've got my magic carpet or my carpets are alive and i need to you need to help me put this powder to to stop them from moving and then it becomes just a click on a thing flying across a screen you know it it changes color and then the second time you click on it on the change color it'll fall down and you just do that until they're all done very simple ish most of the puzzles are simple yes um and that's good right cuz it's not supposed to be taxing and it, but it's a nice way of making it feel like a game being interactive not just being walk around and basically visual novelty mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. walking around is important exploring is important uh it's all very straightforward would you just, just um, to, to I sort had, of uh, interject slightly would you say that they were more hmm. uh, and i think i got this from um when i was watching you play would you say they're more mini games than puzzles yeah 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 that's fair because like each one I mean, is different I, like like to get because she's going around getting these ingredients for for a tea um each one is like its own little separate puzzle and they they never repeat themselves so okay yeah um it's just literally in that one instant where you're doing that kind mm-hmm. of like hidden object game or as a deal said like throwing magic dust at carpets and stuff like that because yeah or or those you know puzzles where you have to swap tiles until yeah. you make a picture mm-hmm. i mean like a couple of them are more puzzly but a lot mo- a lot of them aren't um, yeah, so these are mini games, and um, obviously you can kind of wander around as much as you want, but it's pretty hand-holding as far as not getting lost. 
Uh, I had a couple poor coding moments, I will say. For example, I played a controller and it told me the first buttons uh, for the keyboard. (laughs) Interact (laughs) and run. And I was like, okay, well, I can figure out interact. But it took me a while to figure out run. Um, And it was RB. Oh, okay. It was RB, not even like the trigger, but the button, which was just not a thing I tried for most, because who maps one of four buttons available in a game <laughs> to okay. that? And it was just, and like I even tried to restart it just to see, like, because sometimes uh, games don't, you know, don't see the mm-hmm. controller until yeah. they'll let you use it, but they like look for the controller. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I had it powered on, and then I started it. Maybe I didn't. Did that again. Still didn't happen. A couple of minor, like, graphical things were like, there's a stone on the ground, but you walk and it like clips in front of you. Minor stuff like that, okay. uh, and then the odd spelling mistake in, in the text. Yeah, yeah, there was um, just one but, or two. Like, yeah, typical um, really for for most yeah, games that but, are not like done like a triple triple A budget oh, yeah. and like have people reading through that. But yeah, so fine. that's somebody's job. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. though the, the not showing the buttons on the controller was like mm. I think a bigger deal than it seems because if you are like handing this to a kid, you're gonna want them to play on a controller because it's easier mm. to hold and, and navigate. The kid and knows then what to not doing. have the buttons. The kid knows yeah. it's like the kid plays Fortnite. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, that, I, though, I, like, I didn't obviously... have any of that issue on Xbox, but that's because obviously well, I think Xbox, yeah, yeah, certification and stuff like that. You probably need to make sure that's all mm, done mm-hmm, in the game. Yeah. So. Also, like, it's Xbox won't have the which graphics to show for control, different control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just pad. Right, yeah. controllers, because it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if they just, on the PC version, someone was like, ah, oh, right, I'll just swap all the icons from the Xbox to the keyboard ones, forgetting that some people play with the controller. Um. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I thought it was really fun, uh, nice, relaxing... Yes time as an adult um i i'm as a reformed tea snob um <laughs> the information was quite good actually because yeah, you, you get yeah. your grandmother leaves a book and like you get little like a pages so about like lemongrass and ginger and but also on the one on tea like explains the difference between black green and white tea and it does it really simply and better than people in poncy tea shops have been able to do i've witnessed them do it much poorer um yeah i, I learned something so yeah it's it just really like and like the writing is really good because you just like so ah uh, you wake up you need to you have none of the ingredients but luckily you've got your grandma's book so you know what you need to look for mm-hmm. right um and you know if you play it in one shot and you're paying attention you realize that like um teacup is like kind of a shut-in mm. mm-hmm. yeah because everyone's surprised to see her out mm. but like that's all in subtext yeah it's just like oh i'm surprised you're out and like it's so good we should maybe hang out next week things like that are set up like by her friends or, or whatever or people like oh are you i've never met you little frog and like stuff like that um that is just like not ever developed it's, it's not made a big yeah, deal yeah, of, yeah. I, I, I really which I think is that. good writing, yeah. right? Like, I, it's it's just and you could see in you like get her, the idea. her body language when she talked to people, like she looked a bit withdrawn and stuff like that. And yeah, I thought it was really nice how it was like this is how she, you know, uh, this is her safe space, so so to speak. This is, she loves tea, and it's like 
clear to show mm. she's got that from her grandmother and it's like this is how she interacts with people and has that kind of like social element to her who's with someone who's very you know withdrawn and introverted so yeah I, th- I thought that was nice and as you say it's not it's not it's not overt it's not like okay uh you know uh, teacups sitting down on a you know on a psychologist <laughs> she's having a coffee like, it's like yeah this is her character and it's okay to be introverted yeah. and she finds finds ways of communicating with people and socializing yeah. with people mm-hmm. in her own way yeah which is nice yeah. there's no scene where like off in the distance there's like oh wait what is that tea cup? oh my god you're outside <laughs> right like there's you nothing like that grass. yeah like, yeah i am teacup um, I, I people are like oh lucy yeah. It's it's past winter. We can see you now. Like... <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's really good. I think it'd be fun to play with a kid as well. If a kid is like a little young, so you could read it out to them. I did. I mean, I read a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read everything out loud. Um, and it's nice. Uh, I, I mean, the one thing that I would say about like just giving it to kid to play, if they weren't going to play the whole thing in one shot, is there is no information tracking in the game. Mm-hmm. Is that in terms of so like like as in you you talk to someone they're like oh like something's wrong with my magic carpets maybe oh, magicians yeah, will yeah, figure it out yeah, and it then you good. like you can wander about and in the forest and find a tent yes. but if you like walked away and came back agreed yeah there should be like a you'd be like box. I don't know yeah like Bernie said go see. Bert, yeah. uh by by the at the lighthouse, you know. And I, I just say this because it's such a well crafted game mm-hmm. for kids, and like that's an extra mental load that not only might like it's just you know you know if you're not used to controllers or whatever, and you're just having fun playing the story, you might not think or have like the knowledge of oh I need to track mm. that because like yeah. I was like like I obviously a hundred percented the game because I you know <laughs> found all the things, um, but like. I did. Forget, At one point, yeah. it was like, "Wait, what are the?" Hmm? I, there was a point where it's like I forgot who I had to see and where they were. Yeah, and I, I literally did for a while, and then I'm like, "Oh right, mm-hmm. I had to talk to the guy in the post office before I left town, and I forgot to do that." Um, but that was me trying. Like at one point, because I went to the plaza where there's a bunch of like, because it's obviously you can do a lot of them, and like, the, there's a basic gate for the last chunk of yes. the of the of the story that you have to see an event and participate in it. Uh, in the town, like the town celebration, and then you'll you'll be able to something will change, and you'll be able to access the final area, basically, because um, it's a Metroidvania. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but like, I, I went to the plaza and I did the thing I do in RPGs and all these things. Like, I just kept talking to people and tracking through. And like, I'm guessing a kid might be like, "Oh, I'm supposed to do that," and then not mm-hmm. talk the way through. But because I sort of systematically went through to talk to people as I was going by, there were three clues of like may, something further will happen. And yeah, I was like, "Ah, oh, two of them are up there," and one of them was like backtracking, and I forgot to backtrack. And then I was like, "Oh, I'm pretty sure there was another mm-hmm. thing." Yeah. And obviously, you know, your mileage may vary whether you end up getting in the position where there's three open threads. But I just think not having any tracking for a kid who maybe has never played this type yeah. of game is a bit of a yeah, disappointment. I agree with that. But yeah. that's literally like my you, only you don't complaint. You yeah. need like a quest log. Although, you know, that was how, that would be how most games would do it. Here is your quest log. Yeah. Um, it's how Sable does it. Um, but it could be to stay within the character of the game that that she journals stuff 
No, I chatted to this person yeah, and they said she, this. Yeah, she has a book. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's written, it's written mm-hmm. in the second half of her book or something like that. You know, instead, it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily yeah, say. That's a good idea. You have to collect, or you have to speak to, or you have to. This. It's just this yeah. person said this. Oh, or I, I yeah. feel, I feel this about having to, you know, even to lean into the character. You know, she it, it could even give a running commentary as to to, to their their thoughts if they if they wanted mm. to sort of lean into that even more. Like I have to go and talk to this person. And this is what I feel about it. Um, and, and and then even a follow up comment like afterwards, like I did this, hooray! Or, or I spoke to this mm-hmm. person, and there wasn't this issue. And you know, there's, there's tons of ways that they could go about doing that yeah. without it just being quest log or nothing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because cause, yeah. Cause, yeah, I definitely. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I definitely had that point of like, oh yeah, who was I meant to see? What I meant to do? Um, I think it's it's not a huge problem because I. I the town is so small and there's like only so many yeah. places to go so it's like eventually you will stumble on that person by just talking to them again it's just like you know uh, they will you know give you the ingredient or continue with that kind of uh, quest or whatever it is so um, it's not a huge problem but yeah I agree with like it. it would be nice if it was just like a, yeah checkbox it's like I got the tea from not the tea, the, the like the honey or something from from yeah. this person, or I need to go get the the hibiscus or, from yeah, this like, person, so, so on. So or, or or like like map like marking mark up temporary markup on the map that you get. Yes, yeah, just an X or something like um, that. With, yeah. yeah, something. Although I get it because like they think they want you to have to wander around, mm-hmm. so it's like I, it, you don't want it to be like, them. The tent yeah. with the magicians is here. Um, there was also some nice touches where, like, you got a magic dream tea. Uh, yeah, and then she you got talk high. to a psychologist. She got high. Yeah, she yeah. gets she, she gets she trips out. <laughs> uh, Tripping balls. But also, then you talk to someone who, like, uh, the psychologist sort of fox or whatever they were, mm. um, and they're talking about, oh, I really wish I could track down this dream tea. I've read about it in books, and I'm like, oh, I must give it to this person. And it's like, nope, there are no options to do anything about this, which I really appreciated because, so like, because it's so like it's a very simple game, mm-hmm. and like I like that they put in a couple dead mm-hmm. ends, right. just just to be like narratively this is interesting, but like not everything is a piece of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit of flavor text, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like, oh yeah, there is a connection between these two things. It doesn't. It's just part yeah. of the world. Everyone gets high in this uh, world, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so what that told me is like she doesn't want to help this person out and give them the tea they've been looking for because she wants to make sure her friends get high. Yeah. Good friend. Um. It's, the only, it's the only explanation. Who's this random fox? Um, I'm gonna get high and eat me. Mm. I'm not going to give him the tea. Mm. <laughs> um, I also, I but I do have to say there was one challenging mini game. Is it the first uh, one? No, it's the second to last one. Which one's that? Oh, the cog one. The the play. Oh, I didn't. I'm so bad at memorizing things. It's like a left, like you get a like <laughs> you get a set of arrows, and first it's like left, up, down, uh, and then it goes all the way to six or seven in a row. And the last one, I was just like, I I had to edit it, the vod um, for the YouTube because I said shit. <laughs> I was like, ah, shit. And I was like, oh no, I've been so good. <laughs> That one, I'm, I'm but like, okay like no with. punishment, right? It yeah. like it just goes, meow, yeah. meow, 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 and then it gives you another set of six things. But I was just like, 
oh, this is like I know I'm bad at these things, and yeah. it was like. Oh, I got through all five. Oh, I got six. And then I did, like, another set of six or a seven, and I was, like, up, down, off. <laughs> yeah. Like, and yeah. it was just, like... I love how we all have, a, a, a you know, weaknesses, because like a, the cog puzzle, I had to look at a walkthrough, because it's just, oh, like, I cannot do cog puzzle. And I didn't understand The cog puzzle was, was great. I, did, I didn't understand what they wanted, and there was the... The very first puzzle, because I was like, I was sweating, thinking, I hope not every puzzle is like this, where 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 you had to fit the the things, the tiles into the box. The Tetris. The Tetris. I I I I fucking slammed that. I was so proud of myself. I'm pretty sure I'll start with this, and it was like that. That that, that, that took me at least spatial reasoning. That took me about (laughs) twenty minutes. Oh no! I was like, oh no! Uh, I thought this was a cute little tog frog tea game. Yeah, the cog puzzle (laughs) I think for a kid would be hard because the instructions are very weird. Yeah, because it's like the cogs must all connect but not overlap. Yes, for for a little Um, baby child. But (laughs) but what I really appreciated about that puzzle, which I don't think I mentioned on screen Mm. uh, on stream, was um, they had. Just it wasn't like a blank space. There was like three sketched out, like just sort of cogs that were just drawn out. Just which looked like it was just aesthetic, but actually, that's the they had the shapes of mm-hmm. the cogs because all the cogs that because it's three three types of cogs and three of each type, and the, the three so like the ones with the square notches all had to fit together, yeah. And they could kind of overlap with everything else. That was the weird wording yeah, of the puzzle. <laughs> but in the background of the of the um, of the blank space was like an aesthetic little look. It's a cog in the background, and there was a square oh, cutout okay. in the top left. So I started with that, and then it, and when I got the three connected, it went boink, and I was like, cool. And then it was a little more tricky to get the other two because they weren't quite as centered with the like the background drawing, but. They pretty much do map that way, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a really nice, like, subtle psychological nod that might help mm. people without being like... But I agree, like, if I didn't catch that, it would have been yeah, so I, much I, effort I, I, to I didn't, figure I it out. I had to use the hint. I didn't watch a walkthrough uh, hint system, which is... It's nice that they have a hint system in the game, because I was just spamming that. Because it showed you, yeah. this card goes here. Wait, there was a hint system There's in the game? There's a hint system in the game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is nice. Uh Oh, that is nice. Yeah. Oh, where was the hint system? Um, there's a there's a big question mark in the UI <laughs> on the top of the screen. Um, <laughs> I love how we both describe this as like this is the perfect kids game, and yet <laughs> and then, uh, us thirty plus year olds cannot figure it out. <laughs> Missing the hint system couldn't do the <laughs> puzzles. Oh no, it's really good for kids. It would be so good for kids. <laughs> Kids have neuroplasticity. They're smarter that, than that. Is very true. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I really liked it, and I think it's it especially especially if you then to to incorporate what we've just discovered. If you were to play it with a child, I think it would be slightly more ideal than handing it mm, off to them. Yeah. I, again, for the the lack of guidance logging, like oh, you talk to this person, they said something, mm-hmm. um, but also just like some of these puzzles. We all think differently, so like I smashed those spatial reasoning, you know, mm-hmm. puzzles, and Lucy had trouble, and but I could not do. There are six arrow directions. <laughs> Push them in that order. It's like, ah, what was that third one? 
Well, kids have got good like, memories. I just don't have so... a good, like, that. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a good memory in that way. Kids. But yeah, I think oh, it's nice because there is a variety of different puzzles yeah. or mini games, I should say, um, that allow you to, you know, try different. Again, it's that's why I think it's a in, nice intro type game because then they do something that looks like a puzzle, mm-hmm. but then other things mm-hmm. like racing a frog in a pond. Yeah and, yeah, and like there's a bit of a timing puzzle to like jet yourself forward to catch up and pass the frog. And like it's easy, but it's if again if it's you're not if you're new to games, this is like a novel concept and a really laid back way well, of introducing. It's it. Battle toads, yeah, <laughs> racing frogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, really lovely art style, mm. nice calming soundtrack, oh, yeah. uh, like kind of watercolorish almost, mm-hmm. like kind of art style. Yeah, yeah, the art style is really cool because it's. Um, I called it, I think, on stra- stream. It's like someone realized you could make good art out of the um, MS Paint um, spray can. Yes, down. yeah, Cause absolutely. because yeah. it's it's very like eight-ish bit, like you know, around sixteen-ish bit rather. Um, but a lot of the textures in the background and even like. Like the wind in the through a part of the forest is just like the spray paint, like, like so a it's diffused, like, a, 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 like pixels mm. on pixels if off. If Monet yeah, like, like, used MS Paint, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, <laughs> perfect. Um, and it works really well. It gives texture to the world in a really easy way. It's consistent. Um, it's often only on the background uh, or ground. It's never on the like so. So it makes the characters pop. It makes things clearly background or wall or floor. But, like, a desk in the post office won't have that mm-hmm. sort of checkering, mm-hmm. right? It'll just be a different way of doing some yep. shading to give it a sense of yeah. not just a block, right? But it, so it's, a, it's got a really – they know how to use that that style best. And I've never really seen it that much uh, in other exactly. things. So it was really yeah, great. Good. Yeah. As, as I described it last week, it's, like, it's sort of like the Arthur adventure games that you used to play when I was very young um, at the library. Maybe it's because of the – all the animal people, I don't know, but um, yeah, there. Yeah, it'd be great for kids um, and mm. thirty plus year olds. <laughs> <laughs> Good for thirty-six year olds and thirty-six year olds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure the second one would work very well. Yeah. Um, would you rather fight a 36-year-old size 6-year-old <laughs> or a 36 <laughs> 6-year-old <laughs> sized 7 what? <laughs> uh, I think that might have gotten away from you Lucy, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what a good place for us to round out this episode. Then uh, let's jump back into our beers and give final thoughts on what we've drank this evening. Lucy, I'll come back to you for the attic. Yeah. The rich history. Um, still can't see this one. Um, yeah, it was it was nice. As, as I said on the can, I think the ice cream matches well with the style. Mm. Uh, the Belgian double. So yeah, that was that was a nice prize. Um, yeah, a, a bit. I think I picked up a yes. I picked up a delirium from the shop earlier today, mm-hmm. um, and just thinking how, you know, that's got a bit more thickness and you know a bit more heftiness to it. But which I like, <laughs> like my doubles and triples. This was a bit, you know, a bit more, a bit more watery, a bit thinner. Um, but it still retained like 
the flavour that you expect from a double, which is it, it is no mean feat. And yeah, you have those lovely, like, kind of slightly estery, kind of yeasty, Belgian yeasty flavours. Mm. You had a nice bit of spice, a nice bit of warmth. Um, what was it? Seven point four. So, pr- yeah, seven point four. So probably getting that. Uh, maybe a little bit from the alcohol, um, but probably just the, as they say, the natural peppiness from that, um, pepperiness from the from from the yeast and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, nice, nice one to sip on to enjoy to 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 savor for a while. Really good for the time of year. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd I'd check this one out. Um, getting that kind of like. Uh, Neapolitan-esque, like, kind of sweetness mm. and, you know, flavours a bit, mm. probably more of the vanilla um, than the chocolate and probably not, not not much strawberry and stuff like that, but definitely getting that through as well, so I don't think that the collaboration was, like, in vain or just, yeah. you know, uh, perfunctory. So, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a good beer. Good. Um, it, mate. They don't really... I, don't, I haven't really seen them. This might be their first like attempt at a double. I don't really see them ma- making many dark beers, so it just it just shows their quality because you know like usually have like IPAs from mm-hmm. them and pale ales and they do that very well. Mm. But um, yeah, like some of the, the when when I used to go <laughs> when I used to go to the tap room before before lockdown, you'd see you know nowadays you you know now and then you'd see like oh a saison or something like that or or something something that's like. Mm, not too common now, especially like like doubles and you know saison or or wheat beer, you know stuff that you don't usually see. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they'd always just be really good. So it's like they they obviously understand like what makes you know each style its own, and they and they just you know really really go for it and really um, succeed in, in in whatever it is. And this is no different. So. Yeah, nice. It's good beer. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Um it's a hard week for me this week. Uh, I've enjoyed both of the beers that I've had. The um first one remembering things I didn't do was a very good example of a West Coast IPA from Verdant. Um really nice. Uh had a lovely flow to it, some sweetness into lots of piney bitterness towards the end. Um really really easy to drink. Um but I think I'm going to pick the Pomona Island mm. because it's one of these mole stouts. It's chili beer mm. that doesn't go overboard. It puts the beer kind of first and then has mm. these additional sort of flavours to it which do affect it, which do change the kind of the consistency and the feel of the beer, but not too much, not in a detrimental kind of way, just in a very balanced, very easy sort of way. So if you're, you know, if you're in the mood, and you probably are more and more in the mood for a stout, and you want something with just a little bit of a different flavour to stout number one, uh, then (laughs) absolutely go for this. It's very, very well made, very well balanced. And just tastes really good. Um, I mean, I'd pick both beers again, absolutely. Nice. Um, but I would pick the uh, um, as we're getting more into the winter nights, the Pomona Island uh, Superman's yeah. Big Sister. Uh, Adol, 
to finish us off. Me. What beer did you do? You have a preference? Um, always. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, I think I liked what the Coffee Friends was doing. Um, I like that it's a brown ale that's coffee and it 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 took a bit to get used to, but actually it it's leaning into the strengths mm. of the brown ale to bring something else to a coffee beer, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate. But it still felt a little flat's the wrong term. Uh, like, uh, well, a bit. There wasn't as much depth to yep. what it was doing. What it was doing was interesting and unique, but I feel like it wasn't the it wasn't like. The uniqueness is doing a lot of work rather than the, like, the type is interesting, the token's boring. <laughs> yep, okay. Um, uh, to, to, to be philosophy asshole. Uh, <laughs> um, while the Noon Whistle was um, was just a really good example of a nice, crisp, um, pale ale, I, th- I think the water has something to do with that crispness, but ultimately it was... Again, had slightly sort of citrus floral, but a lot very lemony and with a bit of orange uh, note without being in your face. So not like zesty, just like, oh, yes, this is a very, like I said, crisp and clean are the words that keep coming to mind, which made it, like I said, more like a late summer pale ale than maybe like an early autumn. But it really, it still works. I And I think, um, yeah, it, it made me, it worked I haven't read the book. It's fine. I really liked it. Um, and yeah, I just thought the, there was more depth to the tasting notes there. They're both interesting beers in the styles that like, I, examples of styles like, like this Cosmo Pale Ale is just not quite how I'm used to pale ales here in the UK. And I liked what it was doing. It was really, it was interesting and it did it well. Mm-hmm. Right. A little more crisp, a little more clean. Like I said, it's a pale ale that, even when I looked at talked about like what it looked like, it just if you had the same thing here, it'd be a little more hazy or a little more cloudy, and like it, it just was just crisper and cleaner and, and interesting in that way. And also, the interestingness is backed up by just quality. Good, good. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, yeah, a lovely note to finish us out on then. Um, if any of you want to talk to us about video games up here, you can get us at Tanks Up Cast over on Twitter. I'm at Nova underscore 47 over there and on the gaming platforms Steam and um, PlayStation. Lucy, if people want to chat to you, how do they do so? Mm. Uh, send me GeoGuessr tip videos, oh, yes. please. Um, I, I was playing <laughs> GeoGuessr, uh, the daily one that you get free, and I accidentally refreshed the page, and it said you have no, oh, no. free games left. So I caved and bought a year subscription <laughs> for £18. Bargain. And I've been playing the Battle Royale mode, uh, which is... Wait, the what? Yeah, oh. It's Battle Royale. How does that work? Uh, there's like 10 Quickest. people in in each uh, game, and you have to... I'm playing the ones the one where you just guess which country you're in. Right. Um, and you have to do... You've got like a minute to, to, to choose which country you're in, and... Um, the guess you you've got like up to three guesses, and you can see what people guess. So you got to know your flags because it displays the flag mm. of the country that people have guessed. So it's like if this person has guessed 
Dominican Republic and they're not move, moved on to the next round it means it's wrong, it's displayed there and it's like, okay, I know it's not the Dominican Republic could it be St. Lucia? <laughs> I don't know um, <laughs> so it's <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've, I've been I've been doing that I'm what am I doing? No, it's fair. <laughs> but what, uh, how do people send you those videos <laughs> and tips? Uh, 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 yes, uh, at Juicy Loose Nine. Because did you know that like most places or probably every country in Europe has different coloured bollards? So um, I'm I'm learning oh. real world things. Good, nice, uh, so, yeah. nice. I, I, what you need, uh, uh, like Adam. If people want to talk to you about <laughs> the colour of bollards how do you do that uh i'm gonna i i would ask them how they knew the name i titled my journal in the 11th grade um uh the answer is puce the color of bollards in the 11th grade deal mind was puce um uh you can reach me at the omniarch t-h-e-o-m-n-i-a-r-c-h um on all of the things really uh Except Twitch, but I don't really stream on Twitch. Not on uh, yes. Live Network, where if you're where we're doing this live every Tuesday at eight BST, if you Absolutely. want to join us, uh, we're also over on YouTube as well, which is Out of Lives Network. You can go to outoflives.net to also see all of our episodes, see our faces, the beers that we're drinking, look at everything that we're writing. Lucy published a Bonfire Peaks review. That you can see I right did, now I did. at outoflives.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it, it, it's safe you. to say you enjoyed that game. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, go play it. Perfect. If you love puzzle games, like it's really good. Good, one. good. Um, and we've got lots going on on our Twitch and our YouTube as well. Um, Steph uh, did a Life is Strange True Colors review, and Adol, you've been putting up uh, mm. their playthrough of that as well over on the YouTube yep. and on the site um, obviously uh, they've sold me on it nice yeah. good because yeah. I was I had no interest because I love the I love Life is Strange 1 but I thought it might have just been a flash mm-hmm. in the pan because I I wanted to get into 2 but I just yep. couldn't but everyone says that the writing in this is fantastic mm. so um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to checking that good, out. Good, good. Uh, Adol, your playthrough of Teacup is also up on uh, the YouTube and outoflives.net as well. Uh, and you can see mm-hmm. me play a little bit of Sable um, on the Twitch VODs or my Rogue 96 playthrough as well. There's loads of stuff going on all across our various different channels. We're out of Lives Net or Out of Lives Network almost everywhere. That's everywhere. That's the places we inhabit, they're the beers we've drank, they're the games that we have played. Thank you everyone for joining Mm. us this week. We will see you all next week. Probably earlier, dependent on when streams and things go out. Adam, you might be playing something tomorrow. Yes, Uh, but that's fine. We can say goodbye. (laughs) Um, I just would say, stick around, because Steph is streaming Deathloop. So we might as well raid ooh, ooh. afterwards. Let's do that now. We'll say goodbye for everyone on the I've audio version. Goodbye, yeah. everybody. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, but we will now raid Steph. Bye. Raid it now. See you later, bitches. Bye, <laughs> 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 